they give them that tiny kangaroo down sport. Tiny kangaroo down. Tiny kangaroo down sport. Tiny kangaroo down. Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Botcher. Terrific. So, Dave, this week we are going down under, mate. Down under? Yes. Right out. We are going to Australia, and we will be talking all about the kangaroos. I, I really don't know why I wanted to cover kangaroos so much, but uh, I found out a lot of... They're an interesting animal. They, yeah, they really are, and I learned a ton of new things I didn't know about them before. And so everyone else is going to learn some cool new things about kangaroos today. And we're going to talk about uh, all of them, and we're going to talk all about kangaroos, and then we're going to end on a few attack stories. Okay. Uh, before we get into it, I hope everyone enjoyed last week's episode. Yeah. From what I can tell, people really people really liked it, uh, our coverage of Jim Corbett. I'm Jim Corbett, mother... I just that was an excuse to play that sound clip again. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that sound clip we made. I like when we do that. Yeah. Uh, people seem to really like Jim Corbett and his story of hunting the man-eating tiger of Champawat. I was a really fun episode. Yeah. And I, I have several more stories like that that we will eventually cover. Okay. Oh, and uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Happy Thanksgiving here oh. in America. <laughs> I, I couldn't really think of any good, like, Thanksgiving-themed episodes, so we're getting kangaroos. Yeah. <laughs> nothing... Man attacks turkey, and he grew a flesh wound. What else I, I, do? Yeah, well, I mean, we could have maybe done <laughs> a... Ta- turkey attacks, man. I, I did that backwards. <laughs> <laughs> we could have done an episode on turkeys, but eh, I don't think that would have been that good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we hope everyone has a nice Thanksgiving. And like always, we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to us. We really appreciate it. And if you do enjoy the show, you can take 30 seconds, give us a review on iTunes, on Podbean, on CastBox, or our Facebook page, anywhere that you can. Give us five stars, say something you like about the show. It really helps us stand out, and we really enjoy getting some feedback. Yeah. And we will give anybody who does that a shout-out if you give us a review, and we have one to give out today. Ooh. But Dave, are you ready to hop into this nice hey you you took over a pun i'm so proud of you that was my that was my first pun in 22 (laughs) episodes i think you're guilty of like three an episode (laughs) all right yeah i did that on purpose all right on (laughs) okay so kangaroos are one of the most well-known and recognized animals on the planet Hmm. they can only be found on the continent of australia they are also marsupials uh, other well-known marsupials include wallabies, koalas, possums, wombats, and the Tasmanian devil. Hmm. Now, a distinctive characteristic of marsupials is that they carry their young in a pouch. And we're going to talk a little more a bit on that later. So are all the marsupial, marsupials in Australia? Oh, oh, you, your timing couldn't be even oh. better because I'm about to tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there are 334 species of marsupials. With wow. around seven seventy percent living in Australia. Okay. Yeah, I told you. Yeah. Uh, the rest are found mostly in South America, and then a few in Central America, hmm. and only one in North America. Oh, interesting. The, What's that? The opossum. Oh, okay. But so kangaroos, wallabies, and wallaroos 
are all very similar and in the same family. They are they're pretty much distinguished by size. So wallabies and wallaroos are basically smaller kangaroos. Oh. I didn't I didn't know that either. Oh, me neither. So wallabies are like mid so kangaroos are large and wallabies are like mid size. Hmm. And then wallaroos are smaller. Oh, like okay. mini mini kangaroos. Oh. And there are, there are other other differences between them, but that's a simple way to put it. Hmm. Sounds like the wallaroos could be pets. Yeah, I'm sure that they are. Um, there are actually four species of kangaroos as well. Oh. First, we have the antilopine kangaroo. It is found in the north part of Australia and is the smallest of the kangaroos. Some people call it a, a wallaby. Some people call it a kangaroo. So. Oh, okay. And then there is a then there is the western gray kangaroo and they are mostly found in southern and western Australia and they can get up to around 120 pounds for a large male. Okay. And then we have the eastern gray kangaroo. Hmm. They can be found in the northeast down to the southeast part of the continent and also, I believe in Tasmania as well. Okay. Uh, they do overlap territory with the western grays, but they do not breed with each other. So they are, in fact, separate species. Okay. But these eastern greys are also larger, and a large male can get up to 150 pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I think the you, you see the eastern greys, they're kind of the most seen. Okay. When, if you're in Australia. Okay. As well as these ones, and these is the largest species, and the ones that... Most people associate with kangaroos, okay. and that is the red kangaroo. Oh, okay. Now, these guys are found throughout most of the continent, except the east, far east part, and they are the largest species. And get up, a large male can get up to two hundred pounds. Wow! And they can even they can get up to six, over six feet tall. Gee, they can they are very large animals, surprisingly. Wow! And something interesting is that. All of all the roo, the roo species and in all the roo species, the males are like double the size of the females. Okay. So males are quite a bit though. Significantly bigger double. than most of the females. But yeah, I'm gonna be calling them roos because that, that's what they call them there. Okay. Roos, kangaroo. Yeah, I'm gonna be switching it up. And I'll, I'll be honest, I hope I get. I'm hope I'm getting all my kangaroo information right for all of our Australian listeners. And you know, what? if I get it wrong, then you. Send me an email and correct me. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, Australia only like, counts for like four eh, percent of all of our listeners oh, okay. so far. But let's keep let's continue. Uh, uh, let's 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 go to our conservation chart. Okay. So and this this goes for all of the kangaroo species. And if you remember, there are seven statuses. Uh, one means extinct. Four mm -hmm. means endangered. And seven means of least concern. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think roos fall under? Probably least concern. Yeah. All the roos species are of least concern. Okay. There are a ton of, of roos in, in Australia as well. In 2011, the Australian government estimated there are over 34 million roos in the country. Wow. And I saw I uh, another source I said that was a more recent source said there was around 44 mil million now. Gee. So there there's a there's a shit ton of roos in Australia. Wow. Especially because there are only about 25 million people that live in Australia. <laughs> They're outnumbered. They are significantly outnumbered by the roos. Uh 
So, yeah, you can you can kind of think of it like the closest thing to relate it to are like deer here in America. You know, we okay. we have we've had deer in our neighborhoods here. And remember in your old house, you oh, would yeah. have them in your backyards. Yeah, eating there, roaming through. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's like it's similar to that with ruse in Australia. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, and normally when we have a solo episode, we focus on just one species. But this week we're kind of be talking about kangaroos as a whole and kind of cover. When I'm talking about them, I'm talking yeah. about all of them, okay. unless I specify different. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So kangaroos are the only large animals that use hopping as a means of travel. And at a comfortable speed, they can travel around 13 miles per hour, Hmm. but they can sprint up to 43 miles per hour in short distances. Uh, That's pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, They can also have a sustained speed for over a mile at 25 miles per hour. Gee. So they are incredibly fast and really good at hoppers. Wow. And the evolutionary reason for them being able to travel so fast and and how they hop isn't necessarily to escape predators. It's actually um, is because hopping is a very energy efficient way to travel. Okay. Yeah. And roos need to cover large distances in search of food and water. You know, Australia isn't a super fertile place, especially in the outback desert region. So covering long distances is crucial for the roos, and that's how they kind of conserve energy is to hop. Okay. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, The the diet of roos is a bit different between species and what's available where they live, but they are strict herbivores eating mostly grass and shrubbery. (laughs) <laughs> Shrubbery. Uh, this they do. They are some, sometimes a nuisance for farmers, though. Okay. Grazing on their lands. Okay. Uh, or are they allowed to be hunt? Can you hunt them there? Or no. We're gonna touch on some oh, of that okay. stuff uh, later, a little bit later on. But yeah, I, I got all that covered. Uh, Ruse also have a very large, ta- large tail, and the tail is partly used for balance when they are hopping. Uh, it's also kind of a third leg for them sometimes. Oh. They use their tail like kind of like a kickstand, like when they fight. Oh, okay. Uh, they they keep themselves up with their tails as they use their legs to kick each other. Uh, I'll have I'll, I got a little bit more on that um, to talk about a little bit later. Okay. Um, they also use their tails to help them stand in up in water. Hmm. No, I, I, I wasn't really sure about this, but roos are actually quite good swimmers. Oh, okay. Yeah, they really... you think they'd just be doggy paddling, going like, ah, I can't stay up. No, they use, <laughs> I mean, they can stand in uh, quite uh, deep water because they use their tail to hit the bottom. Okay. And they kind of use use their tail to jump and to keep moving through the water. Oh, okay. So, and, but even if they are in deeper water, they're still actually quite good swimmers. Hmm. And the roos are also lucky in that they have very few natural predators. Most predators, they so they used to have more predators back like thousands and thousands of years ago, uh, that are now extinct. Uh, but this one, uh, a major one, was the thylacine, hmm. or the Tasmanian tiger. Now this one, it went extinct less than a hundred years ago in 1936, I believe. Huh. You, you've heard of the Tasmanian tiger, right? I've heard of the no, just the Tasmanian devil. Tasmanian tiger it was. It was an odd looking animal and had oh, some, really? some stripes on its back. But I, I want to say more dog like, but it was still marsupial like. Oh, odd looking animal. 
There's a movie that just that came out recently with William Defoe called oh, The yeah? Hunter. I remember oh. watching it and it was about they recent it was in recent years and they found uh, the last the very last one that he was unaccounted for but huh. he, go, he goes out and searching for it he finds it eventually. Wow. Interesting interesting movie. But um they used you know, they used to have other predators a long time ago uh, that are now extinct such as like the marsupial lion okay and the megalena megalina which was like a giant komodo dragon oh wow like i was reading up on them a little bit and it was like uh 1300 pounds oh my goodness can you imagine whoa yeah that's pretty interesting it's like dinosaur yeah and but I can't remember how long it wasn't. It was like ice age times, like oh, most of okay. them. But uh, those are long extinct now. Hmm. Nowadays, potential predators uh, include dingoes, and dingoes actually aren't native to Australia. Oh, really? No. Uh, we'll have more on dingoes because we're going to do a dingo episode sometime. Oh, okay. Uh, but dingoes are the main kind of the main predator. But also, there's uh, pythons. Large eagles, foxes, feral dogs, and cats. But these don't pose too much of a threat unless they're kind of young roos. Oh, okay. Um, probably more of a threat to wallabies and wallaroos. I could see that. Yeah. But other than that, there's not much There's not much else. And I'm pretty oh. sure that saltwater crocodiles mm. don't eat kangaroos because uh, crocs are found in, in the north and northeast. But pretty near the coastal areas so i don't think that they share the same areas yeah well plus they'd be in salt water and the kangaroo i'm sure the well, kangaroos the are going to salt waters salt water. can saltwater crocs can hang in both of them oh okay but uh I, so yeah i don't think they share the same areas and none of my sources said anything about crocs as a predator for ruse i mean i could be wrong so listeners from australia email me and tell me i'm wrong if i am uh ruse display high amounts of interactions and complex social structures comparable comparable to like deer like wildebeest uh -huh. and other ungulate species like hoofed animals yeah and now so a group of ruse are called mobs mm. uh, for the two gray species they have larger mobs of and the sources, all my sources said different things. Some said groups of like seven or eight. Then I saw sources say there's been, there's groups of over 30. So huh. there's just big groups. of them. I, yeah. I'm not sure on how, what the average size is. And the red, the reds have smaller ones. They have smaller groups. Okay. But I still, I'm not certain on the exact amount. Uh, there is normally one dominant male in these mobs that gets to, you know, have his way with the females. Is he called the godfather? <laughs> sure. He can be called <laughs> that. Uh, like other animals, that's mostly w when uh, fighting starts is when the ruse um, are competing for females. Yeah. And that's when, that's when the ruse start boxing each other. Nice. Well, let's talk about the birthing process a little bit because it is quite unique. So with ruse and other marsupials, the young are born very early in development. They are born after only 30 to 60 days, actually. Mm. Uh, at, at this stage, the baby, or also known as the joey, hmm. is only about the size of a lima bean. 
Oh, wow. So very small, like smaller, oh, gee. smaller than your finger. Gee. Uh, and the joey will uh, stay in its mother's pouch for about nine months. And once it reaches the proper size, it will leave the pouch for small periods of time, but it uh, still, but it is also still fed by the mother until it reaches around eighteen months. Okay. And then it's kind of out of its mother's pouch for good. Okay. So it takes eighteen months to grow into something it can be yeah. outside of. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I guess they've solved the problem of. Uh, Labor pains, you know? <laughs> kind of, sure. Just yeah, because they're just coming out with something small. Oh, oh, there it goes. Uh, get, now get this. If a female happens to get pregnant while still having a joey in her pouch, she has the ability to delay the birth of the new baby. Oh, wow. Uh, until the until the joey leaves the pouch. This is a very unusual is very unusual and is called embry embryotic diapause. Oh, huh, okay. I'll be honest, I did not look much more into into this. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm not going to go into any, any further detail because I'm not a scientist. But they're able to, like, freeze the birthing process for a while. And wow. Tell, yeah, that's that's pretty good trait to have, right? Yeah. And so I I think I'll, I've covered most of what I want to cover about the ruse themselves. So now let's talk about their relationship with humans. Now, a major thing that happens in Australia and kangaroos are automobile accidents. Hmm. And like I said, they're like deer. Okay. Now, of the common types of road accidents, about 5% are caused by animals. And of that 5%, over 90% are caused by kangaroos. So kangaroos account for almost 5% of all vehicle accidents in Australia. Gee. I guess it'd be hard to keep them out too, because they can hop. Yeah. Over fences. Yeah, that's true. And uh, this this was a 2016 study done in Australia. That's where I got it. Hmm. Uh, also, according to the Canberra Times, Canberra, Canberra, that's the capital of Australia. Okay. I, I'm a, uh, Canberra. I can't. I'm not sure. Already, uh, according to the Canberra Times, uh, already there have been 2,291 incidents this year in 2018. Hmm. And this article was written in July, so there's got to be many more that's happened Gee. since then. And this is up significantly from last year, 2017, when there was 2,634 for the entire for the year? entire year. Oh, so wow. yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure they've gotten past that already. Gee. Now this article says the reason for this is due to 2018 being such a dry year. With oh. very little rainfall, and that roos are under a lot of stress and need to travel longer distances when this happens. Mm. It happens there in Australia every so so many after so many years. You know, there's dry yeah. years. That that's kind of a, that's why they've evolved to be like how they are. Okay. And you know how like we we have like deer crossing signs around here. They have roo crossing signs there. <laughs> And uh, also, if the kangaroo that was hit is a female, law enforcement is supposed to look in their pouch for any joeys. And if there are joeys, then they would then be taken to vets and then tried to save, be saved. Wow. But now let's move to kangaroos and kangaroos boxing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. And uh, 
I'm not talking about Roos boxing each other. I'm talking about Roo versus human. Oh. <laughs> Kangaroo boxing goes back to the late 1800s where circuses exploited them to draw crowds, you know, to see something they've never seen before. Yeah. And they became a major attraction for these traveling carnies and road shows. Hmm. Uh, probably the best known boxing match was in 1933 in Atlantic City, <laughs> where thousands of people watched the heavyweight boxing champion Primo Carnera, who had a career record of 89 and 14. Wow! Uh, I was looking at his Wikipedia. We got we could do an episode on this guy. He was an interesting guy. Oh like, yeah! Apparently, the mobs ran uh, ran him, and told him <laughs> what to do. But uh, anyway, this fight in Atlantic City it was Primo versus Jojo the Kangaroo, <laughs> and I I'll be I could not find any information on how the how the match went or who won. But I'm gonna go with Primo. Oh yeah, most likely. Think so? Well, it unless depends the, on what this mob unless, said. Unless yeah, like you gotta throw the fight to Jojo, or if the Rubes <laughs> mob said something. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta throw the fight. <laughs> Either of the mobs. We'll throw the fight. Yeah, there we go. But uh, over the years, our in the kind of still in the early years, the public began losing interest in in it, and nowadays the idea of a boxing kangaroo is more popular than the real thing. Yeah, yeah, and you can actually find you can still find videos on YouTube that have ruse and men boxing, and the oh, videos yeah. don't even look that old, so it might still be going on. I watched a couple huh. of the... Kyle, it didn't even... It didn't look that old, so it might still be going on. I'm not so sure. So do they punch hard? Yeah. Oh, it's not the... It's the... not really the punches. <laughs> it's not really the punches to worry about. It's the kicks. Oh, so their boxing includes kicks? It's not supposed to, but they're... they're <laughs> I mean, they were kind of trained... You can to, restrict them with rubber bands. It was, they were kind of trained just to punch. Oh, really? But they also will kick sometimes, because uh, they're animals. <laughs> you can see the stats there, you know. They'll be like, oh, let's see, he's at a height of six feet, uh, <laughs> but he's he's down on the reach. He's only got, only got 13 yeah, inches. Yeah, they, <laughs> they do have shorter arms, but their arms are, like, human-like. It's really weird. Uh and I did. I watched one video. I uh, it's from around the fifties or sixties from an obscure British show called Europe's Big Top Circus Stars, where famous comedian Woody Allen. Oh yeah, actually boxed a kangaroo. <laughs> it was it was meant to be silly, and it was. But the kangaroo was actually putting in some good shots. Nice. But that, I think that was kind of the last real mainstream exploitation of the Rue boxing. Oh, okay. But yeah, pretty interesting stuff yeah. so far, huh, Dave? Yeah. And Dave, do you remember some of the videos I showed you the other day? It showed me of... the one of the the dogs. Yeah, the, the kangaroos like, got the dog in a headlock. Yeah, yeah. And so I'll kind of tell the story. So there's a video on YouTube. I'll put it on the description below because it's kind of funny. But uh, these guys in a jeep, in a, were in a jeep, and they see the kangaroo and the dog and his dog kind of fighting. So they pull over, and the guy runs out, and the kangaroo literally has a dog in a headlock, <laughs> like a legit headlock. And then the guy approaches the the roo, and he like it lets go of the dog, and it kind of stands up in the boxing position. And then the guy just gives it a right hand, just punches the kangaroo right in the face. And the Rue kind of, you know, a little startled and stands back. <laughs> and then they, like, lock eyes. And then the guy just slowly walks off. And then the Rue just, like, stares him down for a little bit. And then it hops off. But, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny, a video. Yeah. 
total mob mentality. Yeah, I thought it was kind of... Yeah, I'll put it in the description below so other people can watch it. And also, I showed you the one of the ruse fighting in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It was two big male red kangaroos fighting in a suburban area, like just outside people's homes on the (laughs) street having a boxing match. And then they added some, like... They added some music in the background. And I remember the music. I remember the music. It was like classical music. and <laughs> It was just kind of funny. But yeah, that, that was another funny video. But yeah, that can happen in Australia. You can have ruse in your front yard just boxing each other. Nice. Yeah, that'd be fun and to see. Got... They, they, yeah, it's... Yeah. You'd think, you'd, you'd think they would try to... Uh, how do you say? Introduce them into the other areas of the world, you know? Because there's mm. such a cute little thing, or someone people be like, "Oh, I'd like to have yeah, one of those." But that's just having another indigenous animal that you don't want. You, that's a dangerous. Yeah, that's true. You don't want to do that with with any animals. It, what is it? I mean, they they have this python issue in Florida because of. Oh because well, of that. that's yeah. And then, well, Australia has a history of um, putting animals that don't belong there they're like they're rabbits population oh. they weren't native and then they exploded their yeah. rabbit population so it's not a good thing to do in in most of the time yeah All right. I guess let's so. let's move on let's move on to kind of our random fact part where, where i tell information i didn't have for earlier and so ruse typically live around 20 years ish so that's that's a little bit longer than okay. a lot of the animals we've covered uh, a popular term for ruse in Australia, um, they call a male kangaroo a boomer. Boomer? Boomer. And the females are called flyers. <laughs> nice. Uh, I do not know why, but Australians like to have really funky names for things like that. Like, uh, I remember crocodile hunter Steve Irwin, he would call it, oh, look at that Sheila over there. Like, everything was a Sheila. That's just a female, oh. like, anything, I guess. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Australia always does this. And then they call football footy. They, they put like a, a, a T-Y at the end of everything almost, it seems huh. like. All right, but uh, kangaroos are also used for food and hmm. is sold at local stores in Australia. Huh. Now, their meat is supposed to be quite good and is very high in protein and very low in fat, about 2%. Hmm. And it's also a rich source of vitamins and minerals, so it's... <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Yeah. I'd, I'd try some kangaroo. Must be like deer or elk or yeah, something. Yeah, I imagine. Now, most kangaroo meat is sourced from wild animals, normally through hunting and cullings, population control. Okay. So they are not farmed. Okay. So that's that's different. Uh, kangaroos can be hunted, but licensed hunting has a very strict code of practice and is very controlled by the state and federal legislation. Okay. So, yeah, the hunting there is very controlled because you can't even own a gun in Australia. Oh, so, really? No. Oh, gee. You have to have some kind of special permit to even have a gun. Wow. They got rid of their guns, I want to say, like around 20-ish years ago. Huh. And you think they would have them there. It's a wild, you know, a pretty wild country. Yeah, it really is. But they, they got rid of guns, and they're kind of fine with it. I mean, some of the farmers and ranchers might have one. Um, and yeah, I think you have to have a special license and law enforcement will obviously have them, but huh. yeah, can- uh, Australians don't have guns. Interesting. Now, since kangaroos are so common, the government has issued several cullings over the years. It's like kind of like a, they, where they kill a lot of them. 
Hmm. I don't know. Well, how do they do I don't know how else the to, guns. They use no, they use the guns. <laughs> They'll use the guns to do that because they're fed, like federally licensed yeah. by people to to do uh, do the cullings. Mm-hmm. Um, but because they uh, because the kangaroos do destroy a lot of farmland, and since their numbers are so high, the government feels it is necessary to kill a, a high number of roos. Huh. So in 2017, they culled around one million roos. Wow. That's a lot. That it sounds is. like a lot. It almost seems inhumane. Yeah, and as you can imagine, a lot of people don't like this. Yeah. Uh, the issue really divides the country, and it's very controversial. Hmm. But this is where the majority of meat comes from, is from these cullings. So the meat is not wasted. So nothing is wasted, and the meat is used for human consumption and also used in dog foods. Um, and also a big chunk of the meat is sent overseas. Huh. I don't, I've never seen kangaroo meat being Me sold neither. around here. No. Maybe in China, it's closer Indonesia, you know? You yeah. think though, they just, they ought to just allow guns and open up the hunting more, you know? Instead of worrying about these yeah, mass but, killings, that just doesn't, ah, that's, that's a, just they, hard they, to a take care of, of, you know? The majority of Australians, I don't even think they want guns. Huh. They're not a, they're not uh, as gun happy as we are here in wow. America. <laughs> <laughs> Gee. All right, but also if any joeys are found when the roos are being killed, they are taken to a kangaroo orphanage where they are kept until they are old enough to be re-released into the wild. Okay. Where they are then killed for their meat. <laughs> yeah. <I do. laughs> and I don't I'm not sure if it's the cullings only happen in certain areas. I imagine so, in the kind of yeah. the heavy population areas. But yeah, it is a thing, and it does happen. Hmm. And uh, there is also, you know, this is, this is fun. There's a famous kangaroo living today. His name is Roger, the buff kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> he is a nine-year-old roo living in a roo sanctuary. Oh, and he's a, he's a red kangaroo. Okay. He can stand oh, six and a half feet tall. Wow. And weighs almost 200 pounds. Now, I've seen pictures of Roger, and he is ripped. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. He, look, he looks legit like a bodybuilder. Would they give him the horse steroids or something? I don't know. He's just lifting weights constantly. <laughs> he, his arms look like Hulk Hogan's. Wow. And their arms are very human-like in uh-huh. how they look. And, like, you can see the muscles and even the veins popping out of his arm like wow. you would think of like a a bodybuilder uh, yeah he is uh, roger is shredded man <laughs> put him in the wwe <laughs> yeah he could that'd be fun to uh, see what would his finisher be <laughs> just, a, just a big drop kick there you go uh, and he also a big boomer big boomer <laughs> he uh one of his favorite things to do is to crush metal buckets <laughs> with his hands with his arms oh my goodness yeah and that's not even the most muscly thing on him is obviously his legs Jeez. but he is ripped like you know you know how they can stand yeah, they like that try to puff out puff yeah. out like and he is huge i'll have to show you a picture after this but <laughs> yeah everyone look up roger the buff kangaroo because it's something to look at it's pretty nice. fun all right but now let's go into our coverage of kangaroos in pop culture now, a kangaroo with an emu are on the Australian coat of arms. Oh. It's got uh, both of them on there. Uh, Australia's national airline, Qantas, uses a roo as its logo. Okay. 
The Australian Air Force and Navy have a red kangaroo on their symbols. Hmm. Kangaroos, um, well, there's, there's there's so many things that they're on, obviously, in Australia. So I'm not going to be naming everything because there okay. was a huge list. So I'm kind of just going to hit the uh, bigger ones. Okay. Uh, now, kangaroos have appeared on many different coins in Australia. And they are currently depicted on their 50-cent coin, along with an emu. Hmm. And on their $1 coin, where it's got like five different kangaroos on it. Huh. And there is the boxing kangaroo, which is a... Actually, it's a flag. Uh, it's, a, it's a green flag with a golden kangaroo wearing boxing gloves. And it's kind of a famous thing in Australia. Huh. And it is the national symbol and often displayed at sporting events. Okay. It's kind of like the sporting symbol for them, I guess. Uh, and they, they use it all the time for like cricket or soccer or footy. That's what they call it. Mm. And rugby. Uh, the flag is mostly associated with their national rugby team, the Kangaroos. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. Naturally. But yeah, they and there it was in the Olympics. They used it as part of Olympics in the eighties, I think, too. There, there was I didn't I didn't read all of it about it. Uh, but anyway, uh, lots of other sports teams are named after kangaroos. There's the Socceroos, <laughs> the Hockey Roos. There's, there's a roof for everything, I you guess. Put on, yeah, it's like a breakfast cereal. You just put it on the end of everything. <laughs> so Socceroos, Hockey Roos, the Mighty Roos, the Joeys, and the Boomers. <laughs> and that's just a name Ooh, of few. I didn't end in ruse. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't, but it is still a rue. Nice. But yeah, that's a that's just a name of few. There's a ton more. And there's also there, there's even like places in the states where a kangaroo is the mascot for like a university or even a high school. So in yeah. that in that regard, that's everywhere. All right. So now there are uh, I'm gonna hop into like films. Ah, you did it again. I did. Okay. Crap. I didn't even mean Now <laughs> I'm job, accidentally man. doing it. <laughs> so now we're going to hop into films and TV shows. And then same with this. There's a ton of them. And I'm not going to mention them all. Just going to mention the big ones. But first we have a 1960s children's TV series called Skippy the Bush Kangaroo. Huh. Interesting. It was about the adventures of a young boy and his highly intelligent pet kangaroo. <laughs> what is it, bite? But what is it, Boomer? Yeah. Something fell down a whale. <laughs> and I guess it was I guess it was quite popular back then. I think they've tried to remake it a couple times, uh but I'm not sure. Huh. And then we have Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life. Do you remember that? Did you ever I've watch heard that of TV that. What show? Is, no. It was a TV show on Nickelodeon when I was a kid. It was a cartoon. Oh, I can't remember. It, it. was a fun show, and it it's kind of famous for having a lot of adult content. Oh yeah. In in the show itself, but it was a kids show. Like it wasn't that like the time of Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, kind yeah, of? yeah, it was around then, sometime in the nineties. But yeah, uh, Rocco was he was actually a wallaby. Oh, okay. In the show, he's a wallaby. I remember watching it. It was a pretty, pretty fun show. Hmm. And then next we have, in the Looney Tunes, there is a character named Hibbity Hoppa. Oh, I don't even remember that one. <laughs> I, th I think I do remember it. He's known for um, beating up Sylvester the Cat. <laughs> nice. It was like a baby kangaroo, but it would always have boxing gloves and always, okay. always beat up Sylvester. <laughs> I could picture that, yeah. yeah. I always like Sylvester. He's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. All right, and then there is the movie Matilda. 
It was a 1978 American comedy film. And so I'm going to read the plot summary. Okay. Okay. Uh, It says that the film is about a small time talent agent who discovers an amazing female boxing kangaroo and figures to use it as his stepping stone into the big time by having it compete against humans in boxing matches. Nice. Sounds like he basically exploits the kangaroo for his own gain. (laughs) And that is exactly what he does. Well, isn't it like uh, Hugh Jackman's uh, robot one? What was that one? Yeah, but that's a robot. Oh, oh, they're different than kangaroos. Fine, Matt. You you missed the whole message of that. Okay, okay, I get what (laughs) you're saying. I get what you're saying. I'm just teasing you, all right. But yeah, it's a robot. (laughs) (laughs) But apparently this was, was, I guess it was a decent hit, and it actually has used um, other images of boxing kangaroos from uh, years before, I guess. Hmm. So then we have, next we have the 2003 action comedy film kangaroo jack did you ever see that one that sounds familiar but i don't think i did i saw it <laughs> it was shitty <laughs> uh, um, it stars jerry o'connell anthony anderson estella warren who is hot and <laughs> even christopher walken oh yeah yeah the film was it did like okay at the theaters but uh, it was heavily panned by critics. Oh, wait. Is that where they were hunting? They had hunters on them? They weren't hunting it. Well, okay. It's the stupidest plot. So Chasing in the truck. They were chasing the kangaroo who stole his then. jacket that had oh, money okay. or something yeah. in it. So they're chasing around this kangaroo. And then the the kangaroo would like break the fourth wall like Deadpool and talk to, and talk <laughs> nice. to the audience. <laughs> it, 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 it could have been good, but it wasn't. But uh, it was heavily panned and... Con- um, critics condemned the acting, directing, and the writing. So pretty much everything. Well, hopefully not the kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much, yeah, they condemned everything about it. And the film uh, has a 8% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, so wow. it is not sitting very good. Oh, wow. And it's down on that. <laughs> it's the writing scale. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then on an Australian newspaper, The Age... Included the film on its list of worst films ever made. Wow. <laughs> I guess. I don't know if it was it that wasn't bad. It wasn't that bad. I know, but it's maybe it was because it was Australian based, and so they're obviously going to hate oh, something that's bad. Okay. Maybe. All right. So next, we are going to talk about a famous song written by Rolf Harris in 1957. This song has been stuck in my head for well over a week now. And thanks for introducing it into my head as well. Yeah, I did, huh? (laughs) So, you know what? I kind of want to introduce it to everyone else, so let's play a clip of it, huh? Okay. All together now, tiny kangaroo down, sport. Tiny kangaroo down. Tiny kangaroo down, sport. Tiny kangaroo down. Okay, well, I hope that sticks in everyone's head for a while. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. Now I haven't decided if I love or hate this song, but it it has yeah. It's, I don't know. What, what do you do? You like it? Yeah, it's kind of fun, but, but it gets, it's, it's a little so, too catchy. Yeah, and it's just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and so I looked it up. I went and I looked up and found out what that song meant. I oh, spent yeah? probably too much time doing this. <laughs> I guess it it means that a dying Australian stockman is instructing his friends to take care of his affairs once he dies. Wow, that's a little upbeat for that kind of... That's a little, <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, why would you think of that? 
It's such an odd song. Yeah. It's so strange. And I feel like it, it belongs in Australia. <laughs> Sounds like something you see to kids. Now, kids, let's hear this thing. The song about the stock boy that's going to die. <laughs> yeah. It's, I feel like it should be Australia's national anthem. <laughs> and the song was actually a, a big hit, too. It was number one on the Australian charts. Wow. And was top 10 in the UK. Wow. And it reached, I can't believe it reached this high here in America. It reached number three on the wow. U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Oh, my goodness. What uh, year was that? I don't even remember that one. It, I think he did, like, a second version of it in the... So, he first released was in 57. Oh, okay. Then he released, like, another version in the early 60s. Oh, okay. So, so that's when early. it was. Oh. So, the early 60s. What were we, what were we thinking? <laughs> letting, this, letting this song be on our charts. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I hope that song is stuck in everybody's hell, else's head, too. Like I like it, but I don't like it. It's I have very mixed feelings about this song. Yeah. Uh, all right. So apparently on. people do about kangaroos, too. Yeah. Oh, we love them. I'll get rid of them. <laughs> well, and we can see why people, some people might want to get rid of them uh, in our stories. Uh, yeah. I have a couple stories that I have. And are you ready for them? I'm ready. All right. So I will say that there has only been one recorded case of a kangaroo actually killing a person. Hmm. This was in 1936 when a roo killed a man after his dogs scared it. Uh-huh. Uh, but I wasn't able to find anything other than that about the story. But hmm. it is the only one I could find where... It actually caused a death. But uh, other than this guy and automobile accidents, of course, we're not accounting for those here. Um, nobody else has been killed by a roo. Okay. But uh, some have been pretty close. Wait, so so did they know what, how the guy was killed? Probably from the kicks. And well, what they what they try to do when they when they have you they when they kick, uh-huh. they're trying to disembowel you. <laughs> Like legitimately, like they they got some claws on their feet. Jeez. So if they can get if they can get it in the right spot, it can cut your you can get cut all the way open. Gee. And be disemboweled. Oh my That's goodness! That's true. But let's start our first story, huh? Yeah. Let's meet a woman named Debbie Urquhart. She is a 54 year old personal trainer. Um, in January of 2017, she went out for a jog around 6 a.m. On her jog, she runs into a large male red kangaroo. The roo attacks Debbie, repeatedly kicking her on the side of her body, ripping her clothes, and throwing, tossing her around pretty much. Debbie eventually played dead in an effort to end the attack. And this must have worked because the roo hopped away and then Debbie was able to escape. Debbie says, and I quote, He ripped me to pieces. He just kept on kicking into me and I was trying to crawl away. He left me for a bit and I thought he was going to come back and kill me. Oh. Debbie was hurt pretty good and was kind of, and she was a bloody mess after the attack. Jeez. I saw some pictures of her. And she had to have dozens of stitches on her right upper arm, her right shoulder, and buttocks. As well as many, a lot of other cuts and scratches and bruises all over her body. I saw some of the pictures, and it it was pretty legit. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Wow. It it got her pretty good. 
And she also says, every time I close my eyes, it's pretty vivid. It's horrible. If he had got to my stomach, I would have been killed. So going for the stomach and like ripping you open is what they're kind of going for. Uh, She survived, obviously, and she was able to leave the hospital the next day. But yeah, kangaroos can be pretty damn dangerous. Wow. And so I got another story. This story happened in September of this year. Hmm. A man named Billy Willox was driving when he spotted what looked like a dead roo on the road. Billy stops and walks over to it in an attempt to see if there was a joey that needs to be rescued. So he's doing a nice thing, right? Mm -hmm. When Billy got close to the roo... The Rue gets up and attacks him. Oh, it was feigning. It's a mob mentality. <laughs> I, I, he's setting a trap. Yeah. And I, I think he was like bending over at the time to, to uh, at the Rue when the Rue attacks him because uh-huh. it starts clawing straight at his face uh. and it scratches his eyes. Ah. Uh, Billy kicked the Rue and it hopped away after a little struggle. Okay. Uh, he got in his car, and his eyes are bleeding. Oh. He somehow manages to drive oh, him, himself to his home, where his girlfriend took him to the hospital. And he had to get he had to get some surgery to repair torn ligaments and facial tissue around his eyes. Oh, man. Billy says, and I quote, All in all, I'm a pretty lucky guy on so many fronts. When it happened, I thought the worst. That I had lost the sight in one of my eyes. Mm. He did not lose his sight, and he has recovered from his injuries and is already back to work. Oh, that's good. But that uh, that whole rising from the dead thing uh-huh. is actually more common than you would think, and oh, yeah. not just with ruse, but with all with animals. Hmm. Uh, and they get this like last surge of energy uh-huh. after the you know they're injured, and so they get this last surge of energy. And they can be, that's when they can be really, really dangerous. Like an oh. injured animal can be super dangerous. Okay. I mean, you, people do that even when they hunt deer around here. If the deer, if they'll, they'll like throw a rock at it to test if it's dead or not, you know, stuff like that. Hmm. And when they, after they use this last surge of energy, a lot of the times they'll end up dying pretty quickly afterwards. Okay. But that's what it is, a last surge of energy. Yeah. But... Yeah, pretty crazy for a ruse. Yeah. And I got one more story. Okay. This story happened just last month. Oh, wow. uh, On October 13th. And I actually almost used it for our recent Animal Stories episode Uh a few weeks ago. But I I had a feeling we were going to do a a kangaroo episode. So I kind of held off on it until now. So... (laughs) Let's meet Jim and Linda Smith. They are both around 65 years old, and they are on their property feeding wild kangaroos. Hmm. And they have been doing this for several nights. And, uh, but on this, on this night, a male gray kangaroo attacks Jim while he's trying to feed it. Huh. And Jim uh, he knocks Jim to the ground... And repeatedly kicks him over and over. Ooh. Linda is able... I think she's like near the house. This is pretty close distance to the house. Uh-huh. And so she grabs a broom and runs over to help her husband. 
When she gets close, the room knocks the broom out of her hands. <laughs> the boomer made the broom. <laughs> and begins attacking Linda now. Uh, Jim is down, kind of down, beat up right now. Mm. Now Linda is being attacked oh, pretty yikes. bad. Uh, luckily, their 40-year-old son was visiting at the time. And he was inside when he heard this, when he heard screams. Uh, he grabbed a shovel. There we go. <laughs> and runs over. He gives the Rue a few good shots to the face oh. with the shovel. And then the Rue finally retreats. Both Jim and Linda suffer injuries. Linda's Ugh. being very serious. She suffered a collapsed lung. Oh, yikes. That's pretty bad. Uh, also, broken ribs along with uh, many cuts and bruises. And she had to get surgery the following day. Wow. Oh, and Jim Jim had more minor injuries with multiple cuts and bruises. But authorities say if the son wasn't there, it's very possible both Jim and Linda could have been killed. Gee. Especially Linda. That's crazy. But neither Jim or Linda hold anything. Oh, they end up recovering. Okay. But neither Jim or Linda hold anything against the kangaroo and don't wish for it to be hunted down or killed. Okay. She called what happened an act of nature. I so wish she would have said force of nature. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been, oh, I would have loved that. Nice. But she calls it an act of nature. And she's right. Yeah. That's what it was. It's an act of nature. But Dave, those are our stories this week. Ooh, right on. Did you like them? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I hope I hope you liked them, and I hope everyone else liked them too, and enjoyed our episode this week, learning about the kangaroos. That was that was not a good one. You're a lot better. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> and I, I really hope I got all my my facts straight about uh, the kangaroos for our Aussie listeners. Uh, I think I did. I think I did pretty good on my research. Yeah. And. I also hope everyone has Tommy Kangaroo down, sport Tommy Kangaroo down. I hope that is stuck in everybody's head right now so we can all suffer together. All right. Um, and Dave, so as of next week, I have not decided what we're going to do yet. Oh, okay. I have not. I miss, I, I cannot find my notebook where I have all of my, Oh, <laughs> I mean, I can redo it, but uh, I had like everything in there, like the next up to 20 episode 25 planned uh-huh. out and i can't remember what it was gonna be next oh man so uh i gotta keep going to look for that oh. and try to find it but if i don't i can still just make a new one but uh, i'm not sure what we're gonna do next week so it's gonna be a surprise i guess okay surprise um if you want to be an awesome person what everyone can do is subscribe rate review Go to iTunes, go to Podbean, CastBox, or Facebook, and give us five stars. Say something you enjoy about the show. If you do, we'll end up giving you a shout-out like we are going to for this fine person. So thank you, Angela De La Fuente from Tucson. Angela De La Fuente from Tucson. She says her favorite episodes are our recent animal stories ones that we do every two months. Okay. That's yeah. good because it's gonna be it's a repeating one that we do. So yeah. I'm glad that she likes those ones. Yeah. All right, and also we are I'm I need to start do it more, but we are looking into getting some kind of Patreon account. I'm still kind of uncertain how that works. <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna look into it. Um 
But if you want to be an even more awesome person, what you can do, you can go to PayPal. <laughs> uh, we were accepting anything from anybody. I mean, I, I work really hard on putting these together. This takes me hours at a time, and uh, I need to find a real job right now. So I'm, I, if one, once I do, I might be losing a little time and effort to put into this. But, I mean, if we get some contribution, that's going to make every, me feel so much better about doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you would love to be an awesome person and help us out there... You can go to PayPal and you can find us on our email, which is forceofnaturepod at gmail.com, or you can just search Force of Nature and we should be up there. Uh, or the second option, you could use Venmo uh, to, in my account, is uh, Matthew-Hamilton-51. And I'll put all this on the description below. But yeah, that, that would be more than awesome. Oh, okay, so I'm going to tell them about our the thing that happened. Oh, okay. So I got an email... Um, from Podbean saying that they want to like, they want to have, it was not really a sponsor thing, but they want to use something from a college. And so I was really confused about what it was. And so I looked more into it, but they want to put an ad in, uh, they want to put an ad in our show. And so I was like, Oh, cool. Maybe that will strike some revenue or something. Right. <laughs> well, I found out that the revenue only ha is only plays in Denver, Colorado area. And, um, it has to have, we'd get paid $7 for every thousand hits in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> and I think right now in Colorado, we have like less than 50 hits. <laughs> so if, if we do have a listener in Denver, I need, I'm going to need you to click that button lots of times and see if we can get you to a thousand and like we can get seven bucks. <laughs> yeah, hope you like hearing about college. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, but it, it kind of helped us learn on how that, that process works. So it was interesting to find that yeah. out. All right, but um, remember, if you or someone you know has a cool animal-related story you'd like to share, or maybe you came across a cool article, uh, feel free to send it to us. Or if you know you just want to say hi and talk to us, you can do that. You can email us at forceofnaturepod at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, which I'm, I've got up on. Okay. I've started doing it. Told you everybody, it's been like 12 episodes, <laughs> but I am starting it. And uh, we're available on iTunes. Uh, we're available on all the platforms we need to be on. And also to remind everybody to check out uh, the Sports Project podcast with our good friend Breck Snyder. It's a pretty decent show, so check that out if you're into sports. Um, Dave, anything to add before we sign off? No, it sounds good. All right, well, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And this is the Force of Nature podcast. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Be a part of building us up. And we will see you next week. Bye. Tommy Kangaroo down sport. Tommy Kangaroo down.